A vegan superhero is a new breed of athlete. Stronger, healthier, and driven by purpose. Vegan superheroes wage war against society's status quo and win. Vegan superheroes battle the forces of evil that profit from the suffering of others. Vegan superheroes take a stand for what they believe in and prove the haters wrong. If you ask the meatheads and clueless fitness gurus, they'll tell you that what we're doing is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. Vegan superheroes inspire change, spread compassion, challenge the status quo, and fuel the revolution. Our mission is to help you become a vegan superhero. Welcome to the Vegan Gym Podcast. Hey, what's going on? My name is Leif Farneson, joined here by my co-host, my brother Anders. What's going on, man? What up? What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode. What are we going to be talking about today, dude? Yeah, today it's going to be short and sweet. We're going to be talking about the three tips to shorten your workout. So it makes sense that this is going to be a shorter episode. <laughs> Ooh, I like we'll just it. just be short and efficient. So yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, let's just dive right into it. Um, we don't I guess have to, to do... I guess to, to j- to dive into it, uh, a lot of people think that you had to work more to do more, uh, uh, to get more. Um, and a lot of people like end up burning themselves out because they think they have to do hours upon hours at the gym, uh, which is ridiculous. Uh, if I wasn't doing endurance training, I would want to be out uh, of my workout in like 45 to 60 minutes. Uh, but obviously, that's not the case when you're doing 40 plus miles. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little harder to shorten endurance workouts. Right. You just have to go faster. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of people like um, I, I talk with a lot of people that think like, oh, I need to, to do 45 minutes of cardio on top of an hour and a half workout. And it's ridiculous to think that some people think that they really have to do like two and a half hours a day uh, to get results. So um, yeah, that's kind of what's sparking this conversation yeah so. yeah and just as a public service announcement you do not have to do cardio cardio is really important for cardiovascular health so we do suggest that you incorporate cardio in some form or fashion into your training program but as far as getting body composition results that's not necessary so yeah. lots of people focus on cardio we've talked about that before on the podcast but now that you bring it up i just want to kind of emphasize the point that you do not need to be focusing on cardio for most people do that when they're trying to focus on fat loss and all you really need to be doing is consuming less energy than you burn which can be done solely with nutrition and then also uh, supporting the nutrition with weightlifting, which helps you to maintain or potentially gain lean muscle mass as well, which keeps your metabolism high, can even increase your metabolism over time, and it makes it easier and easier to stay, uh, to get fit and stay fit. So mm. yeah, just want to throw that out there, but uh, let's jump into the three tips to shorten your workout. So Tip number one is to pair muscle groups to minimize downtime. So this is something that I've been incorporating more and more into my training. And I'm not big into supersets and drop sets and just doing like three back-to-back sets of bicep curls with all of this volume and stuff. But I am a big fan. miserable. Yeah. Well, it's- (laughs) And painful. It gives you a nice pump, but it doesn't really- just your results don't really justify the effort. Right. So as far as really making your workout short and efficient, I think pairing muscle groups uh, to ensure that you're hitting different areas of your body without 
spending a lot of time resting, I think is, is valuable. So I'm not saying don't rest in between sets. That's important. You should be resting in between sets, but let me give you an example to really kind of drive home this point. So one of my favorite splits, it's kind of weird. I've never really heard of anyone else doing it. One of my favorite splits is doing bench and calves. So I'll do a set of bench presses and then I'll go over and I'll do a set of calf raises. And most people throw in calves like at the end of their leg workout or something like that. But I found it to be incredibly effective to do it in between my bench press sets because then I can do a set of bench press and then jump over, do a set of calves. And then during that time, I'm when I'm doing calves, I'm resting for the next set of bench press that I'm going to do. And then when I do a bench press, I'm resting for the next set of calves because they're totally different muscle groups and neither muscle group is required for the other exercise. So I found that I found that to be a really effective way to kind of minimize rest times and just make my workouts really efficient. And I pair a lot of other muscle groups in a similar fashion. Some other muscle groups that I pair have more of an overlap than hitting a set of chest and then hitting a set of calves. But uh, another one that I really love is doing quadriceps and some kind of quadricep focus movement and then a hamstring focus movement. You can just jump from one to the other and they really don't have any overlap depending on the exact exercise that you're doing. But I'm talking about isolation movement, like doing leg extensions for your quads and then doing hamstring curls for your hamstrings. So pairing muscle groups like that, I found to be really effective in terms of getting as much out of your time in the gym and minimizing rest periods. So you're not just sitting around spending time scrolling through your phone or something like that. Another way that you can minimize downtime is by actually measuring your rest period. So you actually get out a stopwatch or something like yeah, that. That's something people and have a lot of issues with because what they think is a minute turns out to be 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it, it goes by pretty fast. If you hold yourself to, to a watch, like we typically say, it totally depends on the exercise, but generally speaking... Uh, it should be somewhere between like one and three minutes for your rest periods, depending on what kind of exercise you're doing, how heavy you're going. And there are some exercises and sets that you should be doing resting for longer than three minutes, um, like especially heavy, super heavy compound lifts where you're in a lower rep range. And then there's like hit style training where you have much shorter rest periods, like 15 30 seconds. So there is kind of some, there's lots of other possibilities for the rest time based on exactly how you're training, but generally speaking about one to three minutes. When we say that we have a large percentage of people who think three minutes is a really long rest period. Once you, and it can be depending on your style of training, but again, that would be a mostly for compound style lifting where you're doing squats, for example, and then you're resting in between and Couldn't imagine having like a rest period of like 30 seconds. Of yeah. squats. <laughs> oh, that would be brutal. <laughs> miserable. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, three minutes might sound a little bit long, especially if you were used to a higher kind of intensity style training, something like hit training, um, or, I always say hit training, but it's high intensity interval training 
training, <laughs> which is kind of stupid to say. So HIT, I just want to say HIT, but you have to know what HIT actually stands for. Anyways, so maybe you're more used to HIT training and uh, HIT training training, <laughs> and um, and you're not used to longer rest periods. But if you hit a heavy set of squats and then you bring out a timer and you actually time three minutes, it does not seem like it's anything. that's going to feel pretty fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're going to want to add a few more minutes probably before you get under the bar for your next set. So yeah, actually timing your rest periods, I think is really important. Also having a workout partner to hold you accountable for one is really awesome, but also to help manage your rest period. So if you can structure in a way where you hit a set of squats and then your workout partner gets ready, does his or her set of squats, and then you jump in and you do your next set, that can be a really good way of pacing the workout in in a way that works for both of you. So those are all different ideas of how you can actually kind of structure your downtime and make sure that you're making best use of your rest periods because the rest period portion tends to be the the, the biggest uh, amount of time for a workout. Like when you go into the gym, typically... Uh, and again, it totally depends on your style of working out, but typically people spend more time, more total time resting than they do actually working out. So if you can figure out how to make better use of your rest times and just create a more structured kind of logical training program that might be able to uh, pair muscle groups or really focus on shortening the rest periods and holding yourself accountable with a timer or having a workout partner. All of these things can help you to make your workouts shorter and more efficient. Um, and another thing kind of along those lines is finding a workout program that you actually enjoy. That's yeah. really important because if you don't enjoy what you're doing, you're probably you're, going to be... You're going to be dragging your feet. <laughs> you're going to be dragging your feet for one, to start the workout. So it might take you an extra 30 minutes to get to the gym because you're just like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go. 15 more minutes to kind of get into it. Yeah, and then you're getting into it. And then between each set, you're like, oh, I hate this workout. <laughs> and yeah. you're just you just start scrolling through TikTok or whatever. And half an hour later, you're <laughs> jumping into your next set. So you walk to the water fountain and get like two gallons worth in, yeah. in an hour. <laughs> yeah. So there, there are lots of ways we can kind of drag our feet through a workout. And that obviously adds a lot of time as well. So finding a workout program that you actually enjoy is incredibly important. And, um, and that's another way to kind of minimize those, those rest periods. So that's tip number one. Tip number two to make your workouts shorter and more effective is to focus on the most important exercises that give you the most bang for your buck. So when I first got started in lifting, I was focused on doing tons of like bodybuilding splits, focused on the bro style science of lifting where I was just focusing on tiny little muscle groups and spending hours and hours just demolishing them with drop sets and supersets and doing all that kind of stuff. I'm sure and that you never uh, worked forearms for over an hour before. <laughs> I did not do that. Was that, that was part some, of your training that program? That was something that I did in high school. Uh, my, my best friend and I, when he got me into lifting, he was just like, forearms are awesome to work out. And I was yeah. just like, yeah, they are. <laughs> I was like, let's do it on Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah. I well, I used definitely used to have arm days and sometimes I'll still throw in an arm day here and there depending on how I'm feeling and stuff like that. But 
basically the number one thing that's changed my results in terms of my training was shifting my focus from doing isolation exercises to compound exercises. So I'm talking about the squat, deadlift, bench press, overhead press, things that that require multiple muscle groups and uh, recruits kind of a large volume of muscle fiber at the same time. So the more muscle you can progressively overload in a particular exercise or particular set, the faster you're going to be seeing results instead of taking all of that muscle that you're targeting with squats and then uh, kind of segmenting it into isolation exercises like um, you, you would have to do like three to five different exercises to, to meet the same benefit of a squat. And even still, I don't even think that you would get to that. Right. You're not going to get the same amount of athleticism or power or any of the other stuff that you get when you are focusing on a more functional movement. I think that's really important because when you separate your exercises into all of these different isolation exercises, and I'm not saying isolation isolation exercises don't have their place. They certainly do. I do isolation exercises as well, but I focus the bulk of my training. I focus the beginning of all my workouts on doing compound exercises because that's what's going to move the ball forward the most. That's what's going to give me the most bang for my buck in terms of return on my time, uh, effort, intensity, and all of that stuff makes those workouts much more efficient. So I would highly suggest that you restructure your training program if you're just focusing on doing lots of isolation exercises that uh, you're kind of not seeing the results you're looking for from and shifting that to doing more uh, kind of larger movements that recruit more muscle fiber. You're going to see a huge difference in your result. And, and to go off of that, it's like the, you don't want to, you want to go in with a game plan too. A lot of people feel like they just go in and like, oh, I'll do leg day or I'll do this. And they try to figure it out as they go. Um, so it's like, yeah, sure. You want to focus on the compound exercises, but have a game plan. What's next? What, what is it going to look like instead of it's going to save so much time when you go in and you're like, okay, I hit these few exercises then I can get out instead of saying, oh, I guess I could keep going or I should do another like 30 minutes. And a lot of people get in their heads thinking that they need to do more and more. Um, and so going in with a game plan, focusing on that compound exercise is going to make your workout um like you were saying, the intensity aspect, it's going to be so much easier to bring that intensity when you know exactly what's going to be coming uh, and know that you can get out of the gym in, in 45, 60 minutes. Yeah. So having that really that game plan for when you go into the gym is really important as well. I think that's really important. I don't know why I didn't add that as one of these tips. <laughs> well, I think, it goes, <laughs> I think it goes hand in hand with the compound list, like the, the approach that you have in the gym right? Yeah. Just having structure with your training program. And if you have an actual like step-by-step training program that you're following that says, okay, the first exercise is squats. The second exercise is, uh, the second exercise is lunges. And then we're going to go into doing a few different isolation exercises like hamstring curls and leg extensions. If you know exactly what you're going in to do, it's going to keep you on track. Right. It's going to make things much more efficient. And, and, and you can mentally prepare before the gym too. I, I this, this is all coming back to me. Like my buddies, I like, I love working out with my buddies that are in the military, but I just remember when we were in the military, like, granted on the base we didn't have anything else to do except uh to go to the gym or just like chill in our barracks but we would go to the gym and say hey let's do chest today 
and we we were just i remember like in between exercises it would take us like uh five minutes of talking back and forth to figure out what the next exercise is yeah um and so and then we would like end up getting distracted by looking at something or trying something out or oh yeah this looks like it's fun like let's get a bench press pr (laughs) yeah and it's like seriously it's it's just like we we didn't have a game plan when we went in and some days like i would end up doing eight sets of bench press or something ridiculous or like every single bench day was like okay let's see if i can get another pr you know it's like it's ridiculous if if you don't have uh, a step-by-step process of when you go into the gym so i think that goes hand in hand with focusing on heavy compound lifts because that allows you to kind of set the tone when you go into into the gym environment yeah great addition and i could not agree more all right so that's tip number two tip number three is to push yourself harder on each set so we talk a lot about intensity and bringing full intensity to your workouts of course you can't always bring 100 percent intensity to everything that you're doing in the gym some days you're just not feeling it but as long as you're showing up and getting it done and giving it your best effort that's what really matters well i'm, so, I'm gonna i'm gonna pause you there for a second i'm gonna say i think you can bring 100 percent intensity every single time you know it's I, just going to be at a different it's you're going to be at a different like uh output level yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, as as I was saying that, I was just thinking that I wanted to wrap around and say that. <laughs> because, well, I had to call you out because yeah. we're brothers. <laughs> <laughs> because that is true. So yeah, I that's a really good point. Like I your think, your energy level. Like there's some days that you're at 100% energy level and you can bring 100% intensity, but there's all, also other days where you're like 60% energy, but you can still bring 100% of that 60%. Yeah. So. It's kind of like mind boggling to think about it. It is a little weird, (laughs) but it makes complete sense. Yeah. So just to, I'll try to explain that one other way, just to make sure that it makes sense to everyone. So like some days you go in and you're just, you're on your A game. Like you're just about to get in, get it crushed. Other times you go in and you're like, you're about to get a C. (laughs) Like you're, you're at a C level based on like what your, um, full effort could potentially be, or your full results could potentially be. So you go in and when you're feeling, um, like at an A level, you go in with hundred percent intensity and you just demolish your workout. When you're feeling at C level, you go in with hundred percent intensity and you just crush that 70%, 75%, whatever, in terms of your total potential, to to put out but uh as far as that day goes it was it was a hundred percent like you put a hundred percent in all right so for those that are listening dm us and let us know which one makes sense <laughs> i think i think if anything that was just more confusing yeah. it, it sounded a lot better in my head <laughs> so, you were talking about like I yeah think i explained mine a little bit better no i was kind of struggling through that and it's like okay how do i make this make sense but yes uh essentially our point is like you could still bring 100 percent intensity regardless of how you feel 100 percent <laughs> there you go <laughs> yep <laughs> all right i'm sure i think if anything i just confused it, it people, makes so, sense so my apologies yep. but the point is you go into the gym and you just leave as much in the gym as you possibly can every single day whether you're feeling it or not yeah uh, there we go that that's that, a lot that better is a lot better <laughs> all right good <laughs> four times a time <laughs> exactly all right so 
uh, yeah, I think it's just so much better to, and this goes, this goes for your sets as well. So if you, if you crush three sets with a hundred percent intensity, that's way more effective than crushing six sets with 70% intensity or even 80% intensity. So it really comes down to how much effort you're putting in. And the more you bring intensity, the faster you're going to be getting results, the shorter your workouts are going to have to be, and the better you're going to feel about yourself and kind of your your return on your time, your kind of focus, dedication, and effort. So, all right, that's uh, that's going to be a wrap. Those are Short kind of our sweet. three our three tips to shorten your workouts. And I hope that this brought you a bunch of value. If it did, we'd love for you to leave a review and also tell a friend. Uh, we grow this entire podcast organically and all of the stuff that you guys have been doing to share the pod, the podcast has been incredibly helpful and uh, it's, um, it's going to help us to help other people. So thank you guys so much. We'll catch you on the next episode. See ya. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. To take the next step in your vegan fitness journey and get access to all our best content for free, check out theveganjim.com. We'll teach you everything you need to know to torch body fat, break through plateaus, build lean vegan muscle, and supercharge your health. Get started right now at theveganjim.com. Until next time, peace, love, and gains.